Spoken Minute Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And guys, we have an awesome, awesome show for you guys today. We are talking about the wide receivers in the 2021 NFL Draft class. We are going to be talking about my top five wide receivers. Then we're going to touch on some of the other names that are in my top five, how I feel about them. Uh, if you are watching on the Between the Pylons podcast channel, uh, you can you can check out all a bunch of draft profiles that we have on the wide receivers I've gone through and pretty much talked about what I think about. A lot of the main guys and then a lot of names that, I mean, all, most of the names that are on this list I think I've, I've done a video on now. Uh, so I've gotten through the majority of the wide receiver class. So you can go back. You can know that I've, I've been... Uh, kind of cultivating this list for a while. I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, before we get into that, we, we have to hit on some other news around the NFL. And I mean, the developing story, and we mentioned it last week, we're going to mention it again on Deshaun Watson. We got to at least touch on it. And I think we're going to have to do that for the next couple of weeks until this all gets sorted out and more information is coming in every week. It's it's getting bad. Yeah, It really is. So the number yeah. is up to 14 women now who have come out and joined and added information um, on sexual misconduct with Deshaun Watson. And this is going to be an ongoing case. This is something that could completely destroy Deshaun Watson's career, future, anything. And I think the only input that any sane person can have at this moment is just for, for the truth to come out. Whatever the truth may be, you know, I, I don't know anything more than anyone else on this situation, but all we can do is is look at the truth and then we have to develop an opinion and go forward off of that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad no matter what because someone is affected and someone is hurt in this situation no matter what, truth, yeah. truth or not. It's, it's hard. Yeah, no, it's rough. And it's, you know, just to peel the curtain back, you know, me and Jacob have talked off air a handful of times just saying, you know, like we we want to uh, approach this subject with the utmost respect of to course. everyone involved. We don't we don't want to, you know, we we get hot headed and we we speak kind of offhand and tongue in cheek, tongue, I can't talk at all anyway, uh, tongue in cheek a lot uh, on this pod. But like with subjects like this you can't tongue in cheek it. I mean, you can't, you know, we, we have to be as, as diligent and as respectful as possible to everyone. Cause if it's true, he doesn't deserve to be in the, in my, you know, if it's true, kick him out of the NFL. Yeah, he, he deserves to be like 14 women. We're already live in a hyper cancel culture world. And, you know, I'll say I will fully, fully put myself out there by saying, I think a lot of it is bullshit, but with stuff like this, real shit, real sexual harassment, yeah, that's like, you know, I don't have a problem with people making jokes and, and dumb shit like that that people get canceled for. I think that's stupid. But like, I mean, it, it, when you get into this kind of su subject, I'm always going to take the side of the woman or the person that's been affected. So, yeah, I, 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 I'll say what I said last week. I hope it's not true. But at, at 14 women, 14 I hope, it, women I hope it's lying. not true because I of mean, the sake of Deshaun Watson, the potential that he had. I mean, if you were to redraft the entire NFL, dude isn't slipping past three. You know, his age, his potential, his his character that we thought, his game, everything yeah. spoke volumes from what but you know, you have you have stories like this that are being compiled left and right and it's it's not looking good. It's just crazy to see the fall because he was going from I'm willing to to sacrifice my paycheck to never play for the Texans again. To, to now, man, I, I mean, the Texans may not ever want you. Again. It's not. It's not about like he's not. He's not going to another team. No team's no. touching a guy with fourteen sexual harassment cases on him. And you know the way the NFL is and the way the sports world is. Maybe you know maybe he does get another chance. And maybe you know regardless of what happens, he'll he'll kind of get lucky. The talent will will make a team you know not care about the off field stuff. I don't think that's right. I don't stand by that at all. But I mean, it's going to severely 
impact his career as it should if it's true and I'll, I, you know i want to keep keep hitting that home but it's it's a it's a rough it's a rough thing to think that a week you know two weeks ago as a dolphins fan i was praying mm-hmm. we would get a deshaun watson and now it's like that door is fully closed in my mind and now it's like i mean oh, i might not get to see deshaun watson ever play again i mean yeah. that's you know that's crazy uh, i think that's i mean is there anything else to say on that i mean no there's it's it's so tedious it's so, yeah you just gotta it's like walking on eggshells the entire situation. None of this is good in any way. No. Um, the truth. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's all we need. We all right, we'll move on. We'll have, let's lighten it up a little bit. Um, all right, so I want to I want to touch on this real quick before we get to the uh, to the meat of the show, and I want to talk about the the pro day times that have been coming out. Yeah. The pro day bull, and we've we've mentioned it a handful of times, uh, but we're we're going to be talking wide receivers, and wide receivers have some. You know, a lot of these guys have already done their pro days and stuff like that. These numbers that are coming out with the 40, and I'm not even going to speak on any of the other numbers, but the 40 alone are absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I don't believe any of them. I, and I'm sure some of them are real and are would be very close to accurate, but like... I, Rashad Bateman is a guy that I would pick. Like, you watch his film. He's not a guy who, who screens fast. He runs a 4-4-1. Fuck that. There's no way he runs a 4-4-1. 441 is ridiculously fast. It's yeah, uh, these are probably the most overinflated numbers that we've ever seen. Ever. Stric- strictly for well, all the yeah. other stuff. Uh Rondell Moore busting out what was it? A 40 40 and change inch vertical. I believe five, that. Seven. I've seen oh, him yeah, I've because, seen his cuts. I know we he's got, well yeah. and we got to see that live and happen. The thing with the 40 is that without the laser, it's a hand time. And a hand time when we're talking a 438 and a 456 I mean, like something so small and in between, but those points something seconds determine a John Ross going at 11 overall. Um, um, John Hollywood. Henry Ruggs. A Hollywood. You know, certain guys. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Ruggs did not deserve to be the first wide receiver taken in the last year's class. But after he showed up and did what he did, and I'm not, uh, that one was accurate, of course. I'm just saying we know the way that the NFL and speed is evaluated right now. Yeah. And I, you can look at at least ten names that are in a four three right now on this list. Yeah, that's just that's wild. Yeah, that's not real. I mean, come on. Well, a few uh, of them actually hit four twos. Yeah, which one of them is is true because it was a true track star. Your your dude, Anthony Schwartz, Anthony is, Schwartz is a four two six fast. Yeah, he he's he's that fast, and I can at least believe that. Now, Anthony Schwartz isn't a wide receiver. He's a no. he's a speed guy, and maybe he develops into something, but he's not a wide receiver right now. So, and I think everybody kind of knows that. Um, but you know, I mean, there's I, I wanted to bring that up, mention it. I mean, what did what did Fields run? Fields ran a, a four, four four one. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, look, he's um, fast, and I can't yeah. I can't remember which four, four, one. which scout or which um. Draft analyst said something about if he ran a four four one, he's moving up on boards. There is a rumor now that the Jets, at, if could seriously take him at two based on a four four one. Well, okay, you I'm know just what? saying that I can't. Hey. Was it Mel Kiper? No, I, I don't know who it was. I don't. Yeah, that. I don't. I didn't. I didn't hear that. I will say that's fucking awesome. I'm a Dolphins fan, and I'm sorry, Jets fans out there. That's fucking awesome because because I I have said it all off season. And I will keep saying it. If Zach Wilson is there at three, Dolphins take him, and and I'm I am. Fully on board for year two of Tua. I He's really got the am. wow factor. As, man. A, as a Dolphins fan, I, I fully am on board with that. But but Wilson is another level good, and I would I would absolutely.
absolutely move on. It would be the same kind of thing as as the the Arizona Cardinals moving on from a Josh Josh Rosen after one year. And I don't think I don't think two is Josh Rosen. I'm just saying they were in a position to get a Kyler. You get a Kyler, you know. So yeah. so um, yeah, I I that's crazy to me. Let's let's get into our top five. Of let's course. go. Let, let's go five to one. We'll talk some honorable mentions where I'm at with with the rest of those, this class, and then uh, yeah, and then we'll, we'll get right into it. All right. So so number number five is uh, Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony out of uh, out of Florida. Uh, this dude is, I mean, just ridiculously explosive, ridiculously uh, quick. He his his route running is not all the way there yet. I won't say, but he's he's fine. I mean, you're you're talking about a guy who's just. I mean. He's he's a better he's a better version of a Rondo Moore and he's taller. Rondo Moore gets the gets the billing as the guy who's like super quick, super you know twitchy athlete who's gonna you know who's gonna explode upfield and, and make people miss. Kadarius Tony's better at it. He's a better version of, of that type of guy without the injury issues and I would say with more upside as as Kadarius Tony you know has size. Rondo Moore's like a five a five seven and, and Kadarius Tony has has a little bit more size on him. Super explosive dude. I'm very very excited about him at, at number. Five. Yeah, he's a human joystick. Yeah, um, best way to explain the, the the way that Florida was able to use him, and they, and he did have a route tree. He you know he needs to get better and develop in that area. But tunnel screens, yeah, just get him a Constantly. get him a, get him a, a one yard drag, and he's going to make people miss. And when he makes a miss, they look dumb. Dumb. And you're it's you're crazy. absolutely and right. That's gonna translate to the next level. His shiftiness to be able to go right, left, straight, stop. It, it's He's electric, exactly that. So you immediately are led to. That's why we see so many Chiefs. Yeah. That's why we see so many Packers plugins because it's the offensive minds. It's yeah. the system that they could do, and yeah, there's a need for it. I love him on the Chiefs. If he goes 31 overall, holy shit! I love well, him on the Chiefs. There's a good chance because the Chiefs so express some much. free agency interest in a guy like a Juju or yeah, and you know, anyone. They're he's looking. better than Juju. He's more explosive than Juju. I'll put it that of way course. for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I fuck man, that would be ridiculous. Ridiculous. He would fit the and the the amount of of you know clever plays that they would be able to get him. Exactly. Jesus Christ. I mean, it would. You talk about fantasy. I mean, he moves up your board in fantasy if he goes to like because it would just he'd be the perfect fucking fit. Yeah. Uh, but I, honestly, and every team does it. Everything would, would have us. Every team has a spot for a Kadarius Tony. Uh, he's a he's just a he's a joystick. And I'm pulling up right now as I'm looking. We're just gonna keep it going. I'm pulling up my uh, scouting report on him uh, just to see you know. Um, uh, didn't face a lot of press. His he, I mean, his ability to cut on a dime is just ridiculous. Uh, incredibly twitchy. Uh, would, I know it says would be ridiculous in any read scheme. Uh, so good with the ball in his hand. And he's a tough runner. You know, he 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 can run the ball like he's a downhill runner, and he has the explosiveness. I think he's I think he's the Sammy Watkins style style guy. That's kind of like my comp for him. A big fan. That's that's all I have on him. Uh, you want to move down? Move on to number four. Yeah, go for Ter- it. Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall out of LSU hits number four. And if you watch my draft profile, and I believe all five of these guys have a draft profile up for him, so you can check out any one of these guys and get a full breakdown of them on, on the Between the Pylons YouTube channel. Um, but but Terrence, Terrence Marshall is a checks-the-box guy for me. I think his absolute floor, in my opinion, is he's, he'll be a really good wide receiver, too. That, that's where that's how I look at him. This is a guy out of LSU. You got to think he was the number three guy on on the team with Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson. He was that number three guy, and yeah, obviously that team was totally loaded. They were a great football team, and he he'll one hundred percent say he was the third best wide receiver on that team. Takes over the role with Jamar Chase sitting out, and, and really shows 
can play inside, can play outside. He's a big body dude. He, he is, you know, he, he makes 50-50 balls, 70-30 balls. Uh, he, you know, he's shifty with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's an explosive player. Uh, you know, he just, uh, there's no obvious flaw to his game. I mean, you know, he has a, he, he can pretty much run every route from every position. He played a lot of different positions at LSU. So as far as like different spots on the field from the wide receiver position, uh, you know, he's a checks the box guy. He checks every box for me. I think, you know, would you, could you say that like the high end experience Explosiveness isn't as good as a Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or a, a Jalen Waddle. Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's not. But at, at his floor, he's a wide receiver two, and at his ceiling, he's a really fucking good wide receiver one. I mean, that's that's how I look at him. So I agree with the check check the boxes. I think he um, it matches everything that you look for in a solid wide receiver in the NFL. I am more led to believe, though, that that is the number two role in which he fits in. He doesn't... I, I, I may eat my words, but it's part... This this time of the year comes around, and there's certain things that have to be drawn. He's not up there for me, like you said, with a Jamar Chase, with a Jalen Waddle, no. with any... Um, who's it? Devontae Smith. Those guys. Those guys scream superstar status. And then there's a few more. A Kadarius Tony. I think, given the right role, could be that. For myself, a Rondell Moore. I'm very high on Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. I think those guys have superstar status. Uh, yeah. I think Terrace Marshall, I just don't think he's going to be an absolute Yeah, I get what you're saying. So so all five of those guys, more explosive than Terrace Marshall. Yes. Absolutely fair. I, I, but all-around yeah. well-roundedness? Yeah, he's there. The, the thing for me is his 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 floor, and this is why. I'm, and totally fair, people that are going to have like those, you know, the five guys that you said ahead of a Terrace Marshall. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I for me, I'm putting them. I'm putting him at four, mainly because I have a program that decides it for me. Like I, I get to decide how much I like him, but I have a program that kind of put it put it there for me. And the reason it's he's gonna be that high is because there was no aspect of his skill set that that got a bad grade for me. So yeah. so his overall grade ends up being better. So that's always gonna happen. But but for me the reason I would argue for him at, at a at a four here is because I, I think the the upside I think he, he his best chance, like his 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 top ceiling is Devontae Adams. Is, that's okay. a ceiling. Now, wow. no, I'm not saying he's going to get there. No, I'm saying, no. I mean, every, I'm saying every, player, every, every player has a ceiling. Or what, has a ceiling. Exactly. So that's his ceiling, and his floor is so fucking high. Like, like Kadarius Tony could never develop as a route runner and just and, and bust out of the league. I don't think that's going to happen. Super excited for Kadarius Tony. Rondo Moore, same kind of thing. Uh, Terrace Marshall, for me, in my personal opinion, uh, he's going to be a wide receiver, wide receiver two on a team and be solid wide receiver for the next seven, eight years in the league. Like, he'll be a starter for the next seven or eight years. What team that's, do you want to see him go to? Uh, you know, I I would love the if if you Could believe he fit Baltimore. I, I was about to say Ravens. Yeah, I was I was I was just about to say I was going to say if you believe that the problem in Baltimore is the wide receiver core, grab, grab Terrace Marshall in the first round. I, I really believe I that. think with his skill set being, it would be complimented so exactly. well. Yes, he, he could compliment a Julio because Terrace Marshall could excel at the X. Yeah. Excel right there. And then you might be able to bump around Hollywood and flirt mm-hmm. around and not make him be the true number one. Yeah. Um, a team maybe maybe the Eagles in the second round, perhaps. Yeah, I, I don't know if he gets out of the first. I'll be honest. I, I don't and, me, and he, there's, but he a there's a lot of good wide receivers in this class and and, and the way the NFL goes Teams are gonna. Teams are gonna. Terrace Marshall's gonna get jumped by Kadarius Tony, right by a Rondo Moore, maybe by by guys like that. If uh, you know, if, if a team feels like they want the upside of the elite explosive athlete type type of guy. So you know, Ter- Terrace Marshall, he fits a style of wide receiver, and and that style of wide receiver isn't as sexy as it was, I would say, 70 years ago. So so he could easily fall the second round. If he does, you know, Eagles would be stupid not to grab yeah. him. Uh, if he if he got to the Eagles at number two uh, and the Eagles 
didn't take him, I would be, I mean, fire GM on the spot. That's how bad I would be. One through five, you know, there's a lot of discrepancy, especially with NFL front offices on where Mm -hmm. their one through fives go. Yeah. You know, to recognize that the talent is there, Terrace Marshall has that. Yeah. Who's to say that a certain team could come out of nowhere and and pull the trigger? I mean, we've we've seen that happen time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, The other one that I really love would be the Bills. The, the bill is then he could go to a team where he's not asked to be the number one. Diggs is going always going to be better than Terrace Marshall, in my opinion. Diggs is a superstar. He is. So, so you you put him opposite of a Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has everything in the bag, in my opinion. The Terrace Marshall is not going to be as quite as explosive as a Stephon Diggs, but he would be an but he doesn't have to. Be. He doesn't have to be. He would be an incredible number two. And you can put Terrace Marshall anywhere on the field. He can play slot. He can be the big slot guy. He can be outside. You you can you know you could there's there's positional you know. Ver- Variety there with the Terrace Marshall, so yeah, that that would be another one. I want to see him go to a good team. I really do. I guess I, I like the guy, and you know, he's one of those guys where a top recruit. He's a top recruit out of high school. Doesn't have the college season that I, or the college career that I think he probably, you know, expected, wanted all, all those things, and and you know it wasn't even the third best player on his team in, yeah. in 2019 and was was the best player on or best wide receiver on his team in 2020 but that was only because the best player that would have been there opted out um, and we're going to talk about him in a minute um all right let, you good to move on yeah you're good. All, all right so my next one I, I I struggle with these next two right because I have this personal opinion that it should be Devonte Smith I'm gonna say it's Jalen Waddle because I'm I'm looking yeah I'm pro, I'm t- I'm trusting my program in my heart of hearts I want this to be where Devonte Smith is but I, I'm keeping it where I'm keeping it the way it is Jalen Waddle comes in at three I fucking love Jalen Jalen Waddle can be Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle can be Tyreek Hill I understand he had the injury thing and Devonte Smith comes out comes out and ex, you know is explosive and and all those great things Heisman Trophy winner great. Uh, Jalen Jalen Waddle, in my opinion, has has the higher upside. I, I really I really believe that. That might be crazy to say, but I I, I really believe that. No, no, you're right. Um, Jalen Waddle before the injury was a guy that was back there on the punt return that could take it to the house any given second, yeah. just because of the athleticism, the traits that he has. The traits pop off the charts. He he is fast. He is twitchy. He can go up and get it. His hands are some of the best in this class. I think good route it's runner. Yeah. very good, crisp too, clean. Yeah. And I think it's crazy when you compare a Jalen Waddle and a Devontae Smith because they're so different in certain areas to mm-hmm. where Devontae Smith doesn't pop. I don't, I don't think when you look at just Devontae Smith's body and his numbers, his he body pop. especially, yeah, exactly. His body doesn't pop you, at all. But when you watch him play, he just has, you know, just a just the ability. It's yeah. inside of him just to be a good football player to have. To be in the right spot at the right time, to make the big play when you need him to, to always show up and be there, it's just it's just different. Because yeah. when you watch the film on a Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle is better than a Devontae Smith. You think so? So you, you have Jalen Waddle higher? Yes. Oh, and, that, and that's totally fair. So, and I'll defend, we'll defend Smith in a second. So I, yeah. I'll, I'll, stick with, I'll, I'll stick with that. I will say, you know, I, I think he is the complete complete package. I know he's a little bit smaller. I don't care. Uh, size just has not been an issue for wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, I'm, I'm repping. all a, separation. Yeah, yeah, I'm repping a dude who who's, you know, what, 5'10". Five, five, Nobody talks about how short. Uh, how short uh, I'm not. Yeah, you're not. No. <laughs> uh, how short Odell Beckham is. That's what I was trying to say. I do think he's shiftier than, than 
than uh, Devontae Smith. I really do. He he is a shifty, twitchy dude. Uh, he, his athleticism, you know, explodes off the screen for me. Uh, there's a play, and I and I talk about it in my draft profile video, and I, I highly uh, you know recommend you go watch it. But where he leap, he's you know running full speed down the field, balls thrown way out in front of him. Two guys are on him. He leaps through the fucking air, running full speed, leaps and fucking flies through the air to catch this ball, catches it between two guys that hit him on the way down, and he brings it in. And it was just like, I, I think I watched it like a hundred times while I was watching this. He's game. an incredible He's athlete. He's just an incredible athlete. He's so much fun to watch. Um, you know, uh, you could nitpick and say, oh, his blocking could be better. Certainly could be. Um, you know, but I mean, shit. <laughs> Without the injury, Devontae Smith doesn't win the Heisman. Yo, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and in saying that, listen, Devontae Smith is an, an amazing talent. I'm not taking a dump on Devontae Smith at all. I think he can do many, many great things in the league. Could even be better than a Waddle. That's just my personal opinion. But Waddle getting hurt is what allowed Devontae Smith to really have that true role as the one. Yes, they had Mechie who was able to you know step up to the plate at Alabama at Met, times. And Mechie's Mechie, next guy up. He'll be a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah. Mechie's next guy up. <laughs> he will be. And then you know what? After Mechie, it's it's just the way Bama runs things. They <laughs> they they have the talent to do that. So yeah, that's just good. how it goes. But before that injury, they were the one-two punch, and I feel like Waddle was the guy that you watched first. You knew about Waddle yeah. before you knew about Devontae Smith. Yeah. So I'm going to say something, and, and I'm going to be I'm going to be perfectly transparent. I was listening to uh, Chris Sims' podcast uh, last night, and I heard him say it, and it, it kind of just rung so true for me that I, I want to say it again. I I do believe that Waddle and Smith are are better than Julio or better than than uh, the two wide receivers last year. I think they're better than Rugs and and uh, Judy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you so, said Julio. And uh, I yeah. No. No. Not Julio. Yeah. I, was, I don't know. I I was trying to say Judy and and Ruggs, So yeah. I, I said Julio and had to backtrack for a second. I apologize. But yeah, I, I do believe just just on a talent basis, physical gifts, physical ability, and and it's, I really like Judy last I, year. I know you do, and and I know a lot of people will push back on that. I, I'm I believe it. I do. I think they're both they're both just a little bit more explosive to me. I think, and I think that's where it, it comes it comes to flourish. And Jalen Waddle is just the full fucking package. He's yeah. such a good route runner. And, and you're right. I, I speak about him as he's my number two. Even yeah, though I was about to say he's we not. just said all the good things. Listen, now you got to get to the two. Devont, look, he's. Uh, Let's talk about the big negative, right? Because, I mean, we know he, he's the Heisman Trophy winner for a reason, right? And, and we can say, listen, that, that Alabama offense, just the scheme, the schematics, put him in the perfect spot to succeed at all times. So I will say that. Um, but, I mean, he's also has every tool in the back. He, is he a 50-50 ball winner? Absolutely. He has, does he have some of the best cans in the class? Absolutely. Is he an amazing route running? Absolutely. Does Is his release off the line good? Does he really, like, is he pushed around off the line and pressed? No. He's really not for how small he is. Like that's not the issue. I do think, and this is my big problem with him, is he he can get bullied down the field a little bit when when he's. I burped. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he can get bullied down the field a little bit when he is facing man-to-man coverage against a a corner that is big enough and long enough to to uh, mess with him a little bit. And he will, you know, he draws a lot of personal foul, uh, you know, penalties from that. But there were there were a handful of plays uh, against against Georgia and against uh, Ole Miss that I remember watching, and I talk about it in my draft profile video, where down the sidelines he just can get he he can get pushed, you know, pinched towards the sidelines and 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 just pushed out of the play essentially and it happens it's happened enough times where it's like okay 
I see the thing on the field that bugs me along with his body is not impressive. I'm sorry. Like he, his, you know, body of work is amazing. His stats are awesome, but his, his physique on the field to me, it's long and lengthy and it's tiny. Like he's a small yeah, he's, dude. He's a small guy with bugs long me, arms. Bugs me. But Devonte Smith has the numbers. He has everything that you could want for out yeah. of this year. I mean, I couldn't name a guy whose stock has probably gone up more yeah. based on this body of work from this season. Does the scheme that Alabama runs with the Steve Sarkeesian RPO setup, though, affect you at all? Because, listen, there's a lot of times he's a very good route runner, but he was able to take just an RPO handoff slam so, to the house. So the, the thing is, and, and people will talk about that, the, the thing is it, it bolstered his stats but he's still fucking awesome. Like, like, like he, it's not one of those things where it's like, Oh, all of his stats came from this and he's, ju- he's just okay. Like, no, he's still really, really, really good. And you can see that when the play isn't designed for him, he's still incredibly explosive. He still can beat man on man crates, you know, all the things that you want to see. This is what he is. And this is the thing where, where, you know, I think you could kind of pick your poison here. He, he's Larry Fitzgerald to me. And, and now Jalen Waddle is, is uh Tyreek Hill. Like, like that's, that's the, and they're not perfect comps. Don't, I'm not saying they're, they're, you know, body to body comparisons or anything like that. But to me, like Devonte Smith can be Larry Fitzgerald. It, like Devonte Larry Fitzgerald, great route runner, great player, you know, just a team guy. And also like the mindset of a Larry Fitzgerald, I think fits a Devonte Smith just mm-hmm. from everything I've seen. And that's, you know, maybe. And then Jalen Waddle on the other one has X factor. Uh, explosive, explosive. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, not to say Devonte Smith doesn't. Oh, he does. Yeah, he absolutely does. We're talking about one and two and or two and three in a really fucking good class. Like, let's be clear, we're we're splitting hairs here. We're talking about really really good players, both guys that deserve to be top ten picks in in a normal class, and probably won't be because all the good wide receivers push down all the good wide receivers into like the mid rounds. That's usually how it. So how it happened last year, and it'll probably have to be the same this year if I had to guess. But yeah, I I, I would look at a layer fits as you know maybe not quite as explosive, but catch everything. Great route runner and was still explosive. I mean, Larry Fitz was a top five pick in the draft he was a elite athlete coming out Listen, and he people all-time great he was yeah. and he's an all-time great so so it, i don't think it's an insult to say that Devontae smith can be that it's it's not i, I think we can all agree that's not uh yeah Devontae smith he i will say it again is a checks the box guy as far as everything that he does really well you could put him anywhere he can play almost any position and and on the at the wide receiver position he can play anywhere on the field he can do anything down the field you know get him the ball in space anything like that he can do all of those things and he's significantly more explosive than like a Terrace Marshall he I'll say he's, he's significantly more explosive than a Kadarius Tony or a, a Rondell Moore and that's that might be saying something both those guys are maybe more twitchy but just you're talking about just a pure explosiveness and and athleticism I, I would still give it to Vontae Smith we're talking about elite athlete for sure uh so yeah the 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 big negative and I think that's why Devontae Smith I, I, this is why I think I want to put Devontae Smith at three but I won't I'm gonna stick to my program that that puts him at two it is is his frame his frame just bugs the shit out of me I, I think to fill it out it, it could it, it could be the biggest detriment to his game and it could be like there's that's the one thing that I can point to him and say if he doesn't succeed in the NFL that would be why I am scared because I I know how good he is, and I know the way that he is able to use, in in spite of his small frame, and in spite of all of that, he is still able to use all of his God given abilities, and just stand out on the field. Yeah. But, 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 but the cornerbacks at the NFL level are uh, we we are seeing prototypes come out now to where they are six one, six two. They are long arms. They have six foot four wingspan. Six foot if. Six foot five at times. They can run. They're in the two hundred pound. Yeah, they, these guys are true 
just physical press lockdown guys that we see. And, you know, there's there's different schemes all around the place. But for a guy, I'm pretty sure he weighs in at 175. Yeah, he's tiny. He's tiny. And, and he's long. But, he, I mean, he, you you go go watch highlights of him. And he's awesome highlights. But go watch highlights and go look at his arms, his forearms, compared to the cornerback that's covering. Com- Listen, look we're at- not wrong in saying it. They showed a picture of him standing <laughs> there on the sideline. And they said, does this look like a Heisman winner? And, you know, it wasn't really to throw any shade at him. But it was just to say... Wow, small guy. Yeah, small guy. Yeah, in every sense of the word. I mean, like I, I would, I would venture to say my my forearms are probably thicker than his. <laughs> I'm not shit. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, it's it's crazy to say that. All right, well let's get to number one. Get I'm to not clear cut. I mean, clear one. cut number one. Uh, this is uh, it's Jamar People Chase. People would argue with us. Okay, so I, I will say this to me: Jamar Chase is the the best prospect I've ever watched, like that I've ever studied. And I've only been doing this uh, best best. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Uh, he is—he's the best wide receiver prospect that I have ever studied, and he's the best skill position prospect that I've ever studied. I'll—I'll st- I'll st- stick it at that because I've watched some ridiculous, you know, DNs and stuff like that that have come out recent years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's—he's he's among one of the best for me. And granted, I've only been doing this a handful of years, like really, like doing it, doing it, and then obviously years of of just kind of watching it in in. Uh, you know, as a hobby, and now I could try to do it very seriously, or I take put a lot of time and energy into it. But Jamar Chase is an elite prospect at every fucking level. I'll let you talk about him for a second while I pull up my grip. My uh, no, it, it didn't change for me. Yeah. You know, everyone talked about whenever the the sit out happened, and Jalen Waddle, uh, Rondell Moore at the time, and Devontae Smith were like the ones. It was like, wow, you know, J- Devontae Smith's the number one now. Jalen Waddle's still the number one. Stuff like that, and it's like, man, y'all forgot. Y'all yeah. forgot about Jamar Chase. You forgot about the guy that in a national championship game dropped four touchdowns, could single-handedly end Oklahoma, and they did. And all the while, Justin Jefferson was the second-best weapon, and look at what he is now in the NFL after going to the Vikings at 18 overall. Jamar Chase is that dude, was that dude, while we knew who and what Justin Jefferson was, Jamar Chase was next man. Yeah. Was the man. Let's put it this way. J- Jamar Chase is every bit as explosive as any one of these guys. Jamar Chase is is has the, you know, the fight. He's the contact balance to fight through contact better than anybody on this list. Like, like to a level of like a Julio Jones in the NFL. Like, like nobody pushes Julio off his route. And I'm not saying exactly the same because obviously Julio's 6'5", you know, whatever he is. He's a freak. And, yeah, and, and Jamar Chase is maybe six foot. So so not obviously exactly the same. But I, I've always said he is Odell Beckham and Jamar. And, and Julio that's Jones in a blender. To me is Odell Beckham. Yeah, that's that is what Jamar Chase is. He is Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. and Julio Jones put in a blender, a little bit shorter than a Julio, just as explosive as a as a uh, Odell Beckham. Has the contact balance and never going to get. I don't care who is up against him, he's gonna win. I mean, he won constantly in the NFL. Uh, you watched Alabama, Alabama in 2019. There were points where four guys off the line. We're staring at him, and I talked about it in my draft profile video. The first play, it's like, how do you want? You want to know how good he is? Well, Nick Saban has ha- the entire defense on this side of the field watching one fucking man. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Uh, just he ridiculous. The attention, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he can run every route. Uh, the combination of size, speed, and physicality is unlike any receiver I've ever evaluated. It really is. He is. He is a physical freak by every single you know definition. There's nothing I don't think he can do. I I think he 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 could be. He deserves to be a, a top five pick. He deserves. So Dolphins to, take him at three. Are you happy? Ha- happy as shit. Happy. Dolphins as shit. take Jalen Waddle number three. I, I the whole no. point is how big is your gap? 
It's a huge gap. It's a huge yeah. gap for me. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really is. It's a huge gap for me. My my grade has it as a huge gap. I have him at as a seven point three, which is elite elite prospect. I have Devonte Smith as a six point nine five. I know that doesn't sound like a big gap, but that's a that's a big gap on my grade. Uh, so so yeah, it's it's a big gap, and I know a lot of people would argue with that. I you know I mentioned Chris Sims. Chris Sims doesn't agree with me on that one. He thinks it's pretty close. I I don't. I mean, I just don't. I think I'm, it's I'm the ridiculous. same exact way. I think Jamar Chase screams superstar screams immediate help at that position and who picks four it's the eagles no it's the falcons yeah falcons won't take him falcons won't take him i i'm just i just eagles fans it's it's my dream for y'all to have that to happen get him. Yeah. because i think it in one year it could immediately Fixes turn the everything around fixes the position cuz then you, then whoever else is there can can just be a complimentary well, it, it piece to your it can make the guy that guy. they got last year uh, a jalen rieger yeah. for instance it, it would fit. Yeah, it, it puts him in the position he needs to be in. Jalen Rieger was never going to be the wide receiver one, not like the legit shutdown wide receiver one. He, he's the speed guy who can do a lot of things with the ball in his hands, and, and hopefully, you know, you find a spot for him. A ridiculous athlete, but I mean, not anywhere close Jamar to what Chase Jamar Chase right is. now could come into most teams and fight for that number one. Yeah. I, I think he's that good. Yeah, I really, I agree. I, I think he's he's ridiculous. And, and people have been saying this for a while. I don't know where he goes. I really don't because, you know, you, you go down the list. I, you know, you have five with the with the uh, Bengals really, you know, not address the offensive line over a, a Jamar Chase if he was there. You know, I can't imagine they would do that at six. That's where the the Eagles are at six, right? Um, I mean, it's yeah. I don't know where I don't end. Up, I don't know where he ends up going. The problem is, you know, teams are going to have to make the tough choice. You know, as good as Jamar Chase is. There's gonna be a really fucking good wide receiver in the second round, especially the top of the second round. Ter- Terrace Marshall could easily be there in the second round. Ter- Terrace Marshall, I think, is a better version of like a T. Higgins, and T. Higgins was there at, at 33 overall for the Bengals. A lot of good names. Yeah, so so I mean, and there's nothing wrong with saying that. I don't think uh, so. I, I could see him sitting right there. I could see. Uh, hand, it, you're going to have your pick of the style of wide receiver you want and a very, very good prospect there at the very beginning of the first round. So those teams at the top, like in the top 10, are going to have to really do some due diligence. Do we want to take the Jamar Chase and and have be at a lesser Listen, position it's, it's a, somewhere else? It's a or value. Do, we, do we take the top-end talent in a different position and be okay with the guy we can get at wide receiver in the second round? So that that's going to be have to tough, that's going to be a tough decision. That's why the Dolphins won't take him at three. As much as I would like it to happen as a Dolphins fan, the Dolphins are, are they, they there's nothing about this new organization that screams they're going to value the wide receiver position. Wide receiver is almost getting to where running back is. We saw it this year. With well, the, it, yeah, and, y- and y'all specifically are paid a Will Fuller a minimal amount of money. But yeah, ten million you, you for still, a year. Still brought yeah, him in. Yeah. you have a Devonte Parker. Yeah. You have you have weapons. We have two guys that opted out. Take the three. Yeah, we we have two guys that opted out. We have a bunch of guys that can fight for that number three spot. Our wide receiver core is a need, but it's not like the biggest need we have on the team at all. So it would be a very very it would be a luxury pick for a team that. You know, we, we we overachieved last year, and I don't think that but I don't think we're in a position to be taking luxury picks. I don't think the the franchise would think they are either. So yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine we would get Jamar Chase. I'd be happy as shit if we did though. Um, yeah, so he's he's ridiculously good, ridiculously good, insane amount of yeah. talent. Um, all right, so we that's our that's our top five. We're not done yet. We're gonna t- go through some of my other guys on this list. I'm gonna pull it up for you and just let you kind of talk about them. Before we do, I, I just want to bring I want to bring this up, and this is just for me. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned Chris Sims. Chris Sims is a guy who, I, in my opinion, if you don't watch him and you're into like talent evaluation stuff, uh, he's he's the best talent evaluator in the media. 
He, he is. Period. You know, it, his track he has record. Track record his track record over the past four years. Go, go back and listen. Go listen. He has hit consistently, and and people always give him shit for having the weird list or whatever. Well, the NFL there's is there's always a weird spot. There yeah, the, the the NFL and the media is consistently wrong on the consensus. Every fucking year, like, we get shocked about what the NFL does, and every fucking year, players that are were supposed to be great, you know, bomb in the NFL, and Chris Sims's list, you know, they it can match it at times, but he's consistently right on. So a guy I really respect, I'll just put it that way, and it was pretty cool to see his top six. I'm going to put it on the screen for you right now, but his top six is very, very close to my top five. And, and Well, you have, out of the six, you have five. I have five, and I... I Damai Brown, who he spoke very highly yeah, of, yeah. I, I listened to the podcast last night actually. And he he spoke very highly. Of, I didn't I didn't watch him, so I don't. I maybe I'll be. I don't think I'll be that high on him because I watched I watched Daz Newsom and Brown wasn't a guy that like. Yeah, Daz was the guy that. Yeah, so I popped. I guess so. I watched I watched games with him on the field and he never popped for me. So it would be fair for me to say that I probably won't have him at three the way he has him there. Uh, but I was just pretty excited to to see that you know I I know how much work I put in this you know how much work I put yeah, in this doing independent work and then checking it against guys that you You're value yeah it was in that cool field yeah. it was nice to see it was a cool moment so I you know I, I just wanted to put that out there just you know pat myself on the back I've been working hard and I felt like that I was that was a cool moment for me and I wanted to share that with you guys all right I'm gonna let you take over uh ask me some questions about the rest of my list as you're looking at it here uh Rondell Moore at six I don't think you need to elaborate any more on that for me he's in my top five mm -hmm. you know um I swap him and a Terrace Marshall I like I, I, it's it's hard. Kadarius, I was thinking Kadarius Tony versus Rondell Moore. Okay, I would take a Kadarius Tony just because of the human joystick glitch factor that he is able to do on certain teams. But listen, Rondell Moore, it's it's the injuries. Yeah. It's it's the injuries that throw you off because before that, the man the man was the Devonte Smith supposed to win the Heisman wide receiver. That's where he was. The hype was through the roof. He Ridiculous, came back. Yeah. It it was rumored that he was going to sit out. It was rumored that the whole conference wasn't even going to have a season. You know, but and then he came back, and then we. It, it just it derailed from there with the injury. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I would say, in my personal opinion, I, I don't think he's as explosive as a Kadarius Tony, really. And that's why I, I, I don't take think I, I don't think he's because you look at the grade; it, it's a huge drop off after five for me. So, so you know, at, at a six point seven for Kadarius Tony, Rondo Moore is at a five point eight two, which again, I, I know that doesn't sound like a big drop off. That's a pretty big drop off for me. He's very, very close to an Elijah Moore at seven. I like Rondo Moore's route running and hands better than Kadarius Tony, though. Uh, you know, and I, I, I get that. I think the, I, I you know, I, I won't argue with that. Honestly, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have, I have. Uh, well, actually, I have the hands pretty similar on my grade, but, but I get what you're saying. I totally, I definitely do yeah. get what you're saying. Uh, for me, the injuries is a huge thing, which my grade does account in injuries a small bit. Doesn't, it's not a huge factor, but definitely counts it in. Um, the injuries is why he's not going to be a first round pick. I, I will say that. I will make a shot bet with you right now that he's not first round pick. I agree with you. Okay, so we're not making that shot bet. Uh, you have some shots next week, by the way. <laughs> I do. Is this where we plug that in? Uh, let's put it in um, there right now. Texans fans. <laughs> Y'all showed up and you showed out, and I promised as I would, I will pay up on that, and it's going to come. We're, we want to do it special, though, because y'all did a really good job. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Um, y'all exist. Y'all are out there. You you came out strong. I, shout I, out. As you Huge know, I, I meant no ill will. I was applauding you, if anything, for showing how true you are of a fan, considering all the dismay and all the disgruntled fanship that I would have. Listen, I get upset as a Vikings fan over a lot of things, and I think y'all have it way worse in the past few years on what we've seen. 
Good job showing up. Um, off the top of my head, I think there was at least six, Make seven. Make him fucking drink. Get on there if you're a Texans fan. Don't lie. Don't fuck yeah. around. But if you're a true Texans fan, get okay. on there. And, well, I mean, all of them, that like, they left a comment, and they actually, yeah. like, talked about their team and shit. And, that, I mean, I thought I felt like it came from a real the, place. The whole point being is that yeah. we want to give you your moment, and yeah. re we really appreciate the comment, the feedback, and yeah. knowing that you watch that. So we are going to literally post. We'll have it set up to where your comment is somewhere on this screen somewhere. And I look at it. And I'm going to take my shot, and then we're going to run it. Yeah, however many more times. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be at the end of the podcast because I don't know if I need to keep doing it throughout <laughs> because you're going to start to see me get a little yeah. lax after seven. Exactly, exactly. All right, so we'll, we'll move on. We'll get back to the wider series. I wanted to, I just had to throw that in there. You're good, um, Texans fans. Yeah, Texans fans. Awesome, awesome fan base. All right. Uh, but yes, I, I get what you're saying with Rondo Moore. I, I, the injuries kill me, and the the explosiveness. I do wonder, did he lose a step? Because I, rem I, I remember the 2018 season, and I, I remember how fucking ridiculously explosive he was I, I don't think he really has there's still moments his explosiveness out of a cut is still so ridiculous the amount of the like when he makes a cut in the open field and he gains like he, he somehow like gains more speed although he was running full speed but he just made a cut and you know adjusted his momentum in a different direction and gained speed that doesn't happen that's against the laws of physics in my opinion and not in my opinion facts it's against the laws of physics but he fucking does it every single time so i mean I, it's I ridiculous think, I his think there is, is awesome. a chance that he goes in the first there is a chance the, injury, yeah. the injuries hold him back yeah. it was kind of like how i fell in love with, with a lavisca last yeah. year i really like lavisca Injury, but it, because I mean, I'm not saying they're the similar build, but some of the ways in their film, the way they pop, the athleticism, it's mm -hmm. like you, you could go into that play not trying to watch that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I know what you're watching by the end of that play. You're <laughs> going to watch that guy because you know yeah. he's the dude out there. A Rondell Moore to the Packers, don't want to see it happen because I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. I think they would nail it. Yeah. I think they would absolutely nail it. I'm led to believe out of the Packers list here, I think a Rondell Moore fits in. Yeah. Very well and if he's there in the middle of the second round, I think that's exactly where his range is. So, um, yeah. Elijah Moore at seven, very good prospect. We, I want to get back to Elijah Moore because I think you need to answer. He's my guy. He is my Elijah. Elijah I think you well, need to answer a yeah. uh, Rashad Bateman at eleven first. Yeah. So go down in the note. So okay. So this is this is where I was, and you know I'll, I'll put this on the screen so everybody can kind of understand. Nico Collins at eight through Rashad Bateman at eleven are all within four points of each other. Like 0 .4, 0 .04 points of each other. They are a cluster for me. And Rashad Bateman's at eleven right now. Now I will be doing some slight tweaking. He could easily end up at eight for me. Okay. You know, so so just to so be eleven totally eight's fair, a big yes, jump. yeah. That's, that's I don't question at eight. Yeah, and to be fair, after eleven, it's a drop off for me as far as like talent. For me, Rashad Bateman, is, at least right now, and it could be changed. That the top eleven in this class is a is a league of their own, and then it drops down significantly for me as far as like real value or real talent uh at, at that point you're kind of getting to like the rest of these guys to me are day three guys uh so and we can talk about the, some of those guys as well uh but yeah R Rashad Bateman I, I think is a really good player uh you know I think he's he's gonna be a big slot guy he's a tactician he's not he's not incredibly explosive it would be my first thing it's like I will say that and and feel pretty okay saying that I'm sorry like I know I know the love the Ronda that uh, Rashad Bateman's had and I know how much hype has been he around his name he gets first round mocked it's crazy to me 
me. I, I, he's not a first round pick. I'm sorry. He's not. And, and I've done a draft profile on him. I've, I've kind of, you know, laid out why I think he's where he is. He, maybe he does fall in the first round. To me, his his ceiling in the draft is top of the is top of the second. And really, I don't even think he'll be there. I, I do think it'll be mid to late second is kind of where he'll end up going. I, I, I get the love for him, but he is a big bodied guy who I, I think it lacks uh, an elite level of explosiveness and, and acceleration. And I think he's good. I think he has, there's a lot to like about him. And again, I do think he's, you know, a second round pick and it's crazy. It's crazy. Cause like the narrative makes it sound like I'm, I'm hating on him. Yeah. You're and saying I'm that defend- this guy should go in yeah, the third. I, I, I'm, or, I'm being forced to kind of like defend why he's lower than everybody else's. But like, I still really but like still him. I still think he's a great yeah. player. I think his ceiling is, is Keenan Allen. That, that's his ceiling as a, as a prospect. And Keenan Allen's awesome. I love Keenan Allen. I think he's a great player. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I, I will say, you know, Rashad Bateman, as far as like route running, is in would be in like the top three, top five in this class. I mean, he, he, him, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Then you get into, you know, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. Yeah. Then, then it's like, oh, any of those guys. But like, yeah, all those guys are really good route runners. And I actually think, just looking at, it, I think I have him as my number one route runner. No, I have Amon Ra as my number one. He's my number two, and then Jamar Chase is my number three route runner. So yeah, uh, and I well, that's how I break it down my grades. By the way, I, I base it on each skill. Uh, so so yeah, I, I love his route running. There's aspects of his game that I love, you know, but his hands are are pretty average to me. His quickness pretty slightly below average actually. Um, he's not a guy that I expect to be a big contested catch guy. Like I never really saw him come down with those contested catches like I would like to have seen a little bit more of uh, his cut and change your direction is awesome. His ability, yeah, I mentioned a little bit with uh, Rondell Moore. When he cuts, he doesn't lose any speed. I mean, he, he's, you know, he can change direction yeah. and, and keep going just as fast. So that's that's an elite grade for me. Really like him as a prospect. Really like him as a player. I, I, I do think he's his name has been overblown a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I just, the, the, I think explaining how small of a point difference you have right here, kind of kind of let it know that it could float from an 11 to an 8. Now now I'm going to give you your moment on Elijah Moore because I know that right now he's not graded out in the first round pick, but we did mention in the show already NFL scouts, NFL people have their boards a little differently, and I think both of us agree if there was a name that could surprise you as a late end, I mean, let's be honest, CEH last year, I think that was a very big surprise out of all the running backs going. Yeah. I think if there's a wide receiver that could pop up there and you're like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. You know, which yeah, Elijah yeah. Moore. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, I I take the victory out with with Ceh. Ceh was my guy. I loved Ceh coming out. I, I didn't care about the size, and I understand like like the the stats versus some of the other top rookies is is definitely going to be there. He's ne- Ceh probably will never be looked at the same way as a, a Jonathan Taylor, who was your number it's one the offensive system. But he was still he was still the first running back taken. I'll take yeah. him the victory lap just for that uh, that alone. So so I I like that. And Elijah Moore will be the same way. I'm going to take my victory lap with Elijah Moore. And I think I'm going to be right about this one. Uh, Elijah Moore, to me, uh, uh, just to kind of give the de- – he is .04 points away from Rondo Moore. Now, I, I will say, it, just in my heart of hearts, I do think Rondo Moore has a little bit more. I talk about his explosiveness out of cuts is just another level. But Elijah Moore – a great all-around player has enough route running ability. I think I think he can contest down the field, but I don't think that's what he's going to be in the NFL. I think he's going to be, you know, that scat back type of guy that's going to, you know, be explosive, you know, get people off their line. He, he's just an explosive, uh, you know, dude. He's he's a twitchy athlete that, that, at the wide receiver position, and I'm a big fan of his. I think he's an awesome, awesome player. Would not surprise me a bit if he gets drafted ahead of a Rondo Moore based on injuries. I, I do think the injury he put thing up a will, fantastic will be a statistical year. 
against – and I know with the COVID year, the SEC defense has kind of had some slow starts early on and whatnot. Yeah. And Lane Kiffin offense will miss, blah, blah, blah. A fantastic statistical year against some really, really good defensive talent, knowing that he is the guy to watch. Yeah. And by the way, if you feel I haven't explained myself well enough on any of these wide receivers that I talked about, I'm trying to be better about that. I'm trying to, I always say, 1% better every day. I'm trying to get better with stuff like that. If you feel I haven't, I'm pretty sure everybody that I've talked about so far, I've done a draft profile on. So so check that out and, and you know, let me know if, if you let me know in the comments of how well you think I've done or if you think I could explain things a little bit better on here. But also, if you just truly want more information on what I think about these guys, go check out the draft profile. I do go into a lot more detail with stuff like that. Um, last guy, or last couple guys I do want to mention, I mentioned the cluster of names. I think those other three names would surprise you to be in the same cluster as a Rondo, uh, as a Rashad Bateman. Tam Terry and Nico Collins are the two. Yeah, Amon Ra, I, I do like Amon Ra. Amon Ra is the guy that I think a lot of people kind of get because his name's been around. Uh, Amon Ra is just the elite route runner type of guy. He, he's he's the Van Jefferson of this year's class. He'll be a second round pick to a team that values route runners. He gets uh, that's bumped what he is. easy though. He, oh yeah, his contact balance Throwing is bad. Down. Let me let me see where his contact balance is for me. Uh, yeah, out of well, yeah. the right one point five. One point five. Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> that's it is bad. You're absolutely right. Yeah, one point five. That's yeah, that's not good for me. Uh, so you know, it is what it is. Uh, Nico Collins, great play. Nico Collins, I think is Rashad Bateman. Nico Collins, I think, you know, I have him, uh, again, just a couple points ahead of Rashad Bateman. Uh, but, again, another big-body guy that I don't think is, like, incredibly explosive, but he was on a terrible – the only the biggest difference is Nico Collins was on an absolutely god-awful Michigan offense, and, and Rashad Bateman was in a really good position with uh, with Minnesota's offense. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but Nico Collins, I think, it has the, a similar athletic profile. I think uh, Nico Collins is a little bit better 50-50 guy. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Nico Collins. He's another guy I'm going to be doing a draft profile on him very soon. So it's not out yet uh, as of this video coming out, uh, but I'm going to I'm putting that one together. And t uh, Tam Terry, excuse me, I'm sorry, I have, have the birds today. Uh, Tam Terry, a Florida State wide receiver. You know, he he is your you know, it, it, I think he's he's your your B minus Terrace Marshall. Like, you know, if, if I'm if I'm explaining Tim like Terry's the type a big of body, Tim, Tim Terry is a big body guy who, you know, maybe, you know, let me say B minus. Of T. Higgins type of guy because Terrace Marshall's a little bit different to T. Higgins, but I at least make that comparison a little bit. And Tam Terry, I, I like him a lot. I think he's he's an athletic dude, 50 50 type of guy. His style of wide receiver has gone out of vogue a little bit in the NFL, and and I've missed on guys like this a lot lately. So, you know, take it for what it is. I was a big JJ Ortega Whiteside guy coming out. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have taken him over DK, but you know, that is what it is. Um, but I, I was a big fan of his. He has flopped uh, with the Eagles, and Tam Terry, I'm not saying I see the same see him the same way but their same style of wide receiver and i'm just kind of thinking like in the back of my like a guy like this hasn't hit in a while but i'll stand with like the athleticism that i like the player a lot and he he fits right in there with me in that like that tier we'll say tier three of wide receivers in this class and then kind of falls off yeah you good uh i want to comment on my hometown favorites the auburn boys yeah and a seth williams and an anthony schwartz yeah i think seth williams took a very very tremendous hit the day that auburn played south carolina it was, it was J.C. Horn. He was lining up against true elite number one talent. Mm -hmm. Bo Nix did him no favors in that game, for one. Mm -hmm. Bo Nix had tunnel vision. Bo Nix targeted him way too often in areas where it was a J.C. Horn win no matter what. But it, it, it saddens me to say because I know how talented Seth Williams really is. Yeah. When it comes to the go-up-and-get-it type ball, yeah. I don't know if there's a better guy in this class in my head. when it Now, of course, the top five, I'm, I'm not talking yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm just saying you. outside of those names, the guys that really pop, Seth Williams is that guy. 
but the NFL is not needing that guy anymore. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I'm I'm a little bit lower than you are on Seth Williams, and I. Oh, I'm not I, saying that I'm much higher. I, I loved Seth Seth Williams uh, when I like the, throughout the past year. I've I've talked about him a handful of times. He has popped on on just like watching an Auburn game. He's popped a handful of times. I think he popped at the Oregon game when we we watched live. Game maybe movie. maybe that was uh, maybe that's why I liked him so much. Um, but he's I, a very physical guy. After he the is. Game. He He'll really mess is. you up. And and I I went into it knowing I liked him and kind of watching it and I started being like like if you if you look at my my scouting report it's like oh this this is a little bit of a negative but I'm not worried about it and yeah. then it was like before you uh, know you have the, six of those bro all the problems that like I started to see I saw too much of yeah and then it just was like well you know am I too high on it he was literally one of those guys I had to stop and, and kind of reassess the next day I, I actually watched him twice I watched all the games that I watched and then rewatched it and redid it because it was like I, I needed to make sure that have how, how I felt so I feel like I have a really good gauge on him or at least my personal opinion of him and yeah i'm not i'm not quite as high i think he absolutely deserves to be drafted in the seventh you know it, in, it just it just saddens me because i've range. seen i have seen a lot of wider good wide receiver talent at auburn go wasted yeah. because of the inability to develop a quarterback position yeah and i, I look at a guy like a darius slayton who i think is a truly a, a, a true asset at wide receiver for the new york giants yeah in a lot of areas where they were devoid of talent in that position he stepped up in a lot of year ways. one stepped up yeah exactly and undrafted out of auburn you know a lot of people didn't even know who he was going into that I didn't, yeah. seth williams has the buzz around him it just it, it sucks because a lot of the areas that I think you need to pop and get drafted and mm -hmm. get that spot, I have no doubt that if given the chance, I think he could arise to the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if he's going to be able to get it because of a lack of separation issue, and that's what it takes the NFL level. I think that was the killer for Go me. to the guy who can yeah. get the separation, but I think just lacks the overall ability to just make the football plays is Anthony Schwartz. At Anthony Auburn. Schwartz, yeah. Anthony Schwartz is the guy who's – he's the number 140 guy. He is an – Absolute Olympic athlete, world track star, has the world record. It had at least in the uh, the 100-meter dash. Yeah. I mean, he's a true asset to have on the field, and there were many ways that we were able to get him involved, gadget-type plays. But at the end of the day, too many times where he, he would get the absolute crap knocked out of him for one because he doesn't have the NFL size Small body. Guy, yeah. And there were times where his hands just aren't – his hands aren't there. Yeah. I, I will also say, as fast as he is in straight line, he's not, like, quick, you know, his life. Gary Stoney's fast. Yeah, well, as far as, like, quickness. game speed. Yeah, yeah, quickness. You know, the quickness, The I talk about the cuts and his speed out of the cuts. It wasn't there for me as far as, like, Andy Schwartz goes. And, and again, I, I do think he's he's just a guy who never really played the position, needs to learn the position. Team's going to take a shot on him because of the speed. Of course. Like, like put, put him at the back of your roster and at least have a guy that you think, you know, hey, if he can, if he can, you know, I think I don't know how much you can learn that or how much that's just innate. I'm, I'm really, I'm not an athlete. I don't know. I'm not an athlete like that at least. <laughs> so I think he needed to uh, stay. yeah, I don't know. I, I would. He definitely need to say the fact that he came out. Somebody there are two. I don't know what it is, but there's just a handful of guys I look at this year. Maybe it's just as I've kind of gotten better at this. I will say that I, I've gotten a little bit better at, at grading players and, and assessing talent. Yeah. As I've gotten better, I think I've started to notice more and more, like, oh, he should have fucking stayed. He should have. And it's like, man, I think he just, you know, crushed his own draft stock. Well, Anthony and Schwartz specifically was a guy who was raw. Yeah. What do you do when you're raw? raw? You stay where you're at and you work on your craft. You, yeah. And in a year where COVID affected the combine, completely took it away from us, why are you yeah. going to hone your one skill that is speed that you know that you could... Ha he had potential to crush the record. He re Not crush, to beat the record. He... That's that's his thing. That's his flavor. That's that's his talent. His speed. Yeah. For, in the forty time, that's where he shines. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. why in a year where the combine got trashed, you know that you're a raw prospect. So your forty is your game. Is the thing that is going to sell you in mm -hmm. the second and third round in this potential. I think he kind of missed the shot on that. Yeah.
Yeah, I, I totally get it. Uh, one, one one last guy I want to talk about. I just want to bring his name up. Tutu Atwell, uh, you know, speed guy. He's again, fun. You talk, you talk about small, you know, shifty guys. Again, Tutu Atwell is another guy where it's like, yeah, like he would be an example I would show to like in his shorts and be like, hey, you're faster than him, but why are you like like you need to figure out the, you just don't have the, the lateral explosiveness, yeah. you know? Like like I don't I don't know any way, better way to say it. He's a guy that I would have shows like, hey, you could be this guy. And Tutu Atwell's gonna be drafted, you know, fourth. He could he could sneak into the third with his athleticism, and his explosiveness. Just, like a team will fall in love with the skill set. Uh, smaller guy again. I just wanted to bring him up as a name that like would make sense to me as a team would would take a look at and definitely definitely consider in that you know mid round range. Like he's never gonna be a complete wide receiver, but has a ton of, ton of athleticism and has a ton of, he's a fun watch, exactly the way you said yes. it. All right, uh, yeah, we just about got into an hour. got it. Anywhere else you want to go with this? You're yeah, good? We're good, man. All right, guys, hey, thank you so much for watching. Thank you to the Underdog Podcast Network for hosting us on their YouTube channel and hosting our podcast. Uh, thank you if you're watching on the Between the Pylons channel. Thank you so much for watching. If you made it to this point and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Hit the for subscribe real. button. He'll do a shot if you hit the subscribe button. Um, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make right with some Houston Texans fans out there. Uh, guys, and I will. I'll do a shot if you hit the subscribe button. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, like all our videos. Do all the things you're supposed to do. Peace out. We'll be Seven. back next week.